Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everybody. It's Ann Duffy, and this is the Just Do It podcast. Welcome today. I have a special guest, a good dear friend of mine um, that actually we, we, we haven't known each other for a long time, but we're fast friends and um, we, have, we love our profession. Uh, please help me welcome the, Miss, the famous Amber <laughs> Lovatos. Hi, hi, Ann. Hi, Amber. You are famous, my dear. You are leading the fray in um, the (laughs) the Hispanic lane, which is really wonderful. So I want, you know, it is um, Hispanic Heritage Month. And so I wanted to, we're we're actually um, recording this uh, in in the month may come out afterwards, but it should be every day, shouldn't it? I mean, so absolutely every day. Yeah, every day. And, um, you know, I just I have a love for for you and 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 just, you know, the way you take care of your, your family, your friends. Um, it's a special joy that I've seen in you. And um, I'm just so honored to have you on this podcast today. But I want our listeners to know a little bit about you. Like, you know, who are you? And what do you do, Amber? Well, thanks. I'm excited to be on. I agree. I think we've become good friends, fast friends. I started coming to the do coffee morning chats and those have been wonderful. Um, So about me, I am a public health dental hygienist. I'm a dental director of a nonprofit dental clinic in Tomball, Texas. We provide comprehensive and affordable dental care to low income and uninsured individuals. I also do portable hygiene. I go to school visits. Um, I am sometimes a writer. I write for RDH Magazine. They recently asked me to be on their advisory board. So I'll be on the 2022 advisory board for RDH Magazine. Congratulations. Thank you. I uh, co-authored a children's Spanish slash Spanglish book, dental book called Smiles por Vida. Um, I refer to myself as the Latina RDH. What else? I'm a speaker. I speak on really on things that relate to me and my life. So I speak on abuse because I'm a survivor of abuse. I speak on the Latin and Hispanic community and how we can care for them in dentistry. I obviously speak on community dental care. I sometimes talk about um, how diabetes gave my dad cancer uh, and disabilities because I have a son who has autism and a son who has ARFID and my sister has an intellectual disability. So really just, I talk about my life. I also recently started a podcast. I just announced it yesterday. We only have two episodes out, but we're very proud of our two episodes. What's the name of it? (laughs) It's called Scaling for Truths. Um, It's me and Jenna Diaz. She's a hygienist in California, also a public health dental hygienist. And we talk about really those who are facing disparities and how can we care, better care for that that community because um, really they're the largest minority group is those with disabilities. So that's that's who... uh, that's what we're talking about. But yeah, that's, that's about me. I think, I think that's all the things. Well, I'm so glad because, you know, you've really come uh, uh, fully out of the shadows in a sense, Amber, because you're actually representing an entire community that hasn't really been represented before. So you're the spokesperson and it's a beautiful, (laughs) it's a beautiful thing for me to see. Um, You know, I, I, I think I told you, I just came back from California and I, I, there are so there's so many Hispanics in California and I, and I think they're the most, they're wonderful. I mean, we're all in this together. I, I, I look at, at, at race and, and I think, oh my gosh, they're people are people, 
right? But I feel like everybody deserves to have care. And um, it really makes a difference. And and also um, my new daughter-in-law was born in Mexico city. And so, um, you know, so I have a love, I, I, she's opened my world up. I got to tell you, you know, being who I am growing up in Dayton, Ohio, in this little town, there's so much I don't know, but now I want to know more. I want to know more about how I I can support you and, and everyone just as a, just as a, like I said, we're all children of God and we all deserve to have care and, and, and love and to be appreciated for who, who we are, regardless of where we were born, what yeah. language we speak yeah. or, or how much money we have. I mean, it is, it, it, it's, yes, really, exactly. it's, it's, yeah. it's really important. And I love that you're, you know, that it's almost like you're, you know, it's a nonprofit charitable <laughs> thing that you do day in and day out. And it needs to be risen up into a, um, so people are more aware of that, how they can help you, you know, to do that. I agree. I mean, so I started calling myself the Latina RDH for two reasons. Um, one for representation, because, you know, we'll be honest that our profession is mostly white women. Um, yeah. And I am first generation Mexican-American. I am light-skinned, but I am, I grew up speaking Spanish. You know, my mom doesn't speak English. Growing up, so sometimes it's hard for me to also to relate to people because growing up, I wasn't watching like the things that the kids said, you know, we're watching the Americanized, more Americanized children were watching like, you know, Nickelodeon or something. I was watching novelas, you know, I was watching Spanish soap operas. Oh, that's, okay. You know, that's what, and so sometimes for me, it's harder to relate. Um, but also because, you know, as I get older, I want to embrace my full self and the way that I feel fully me is when I'm embracing my Latinidad, my Latinoism. You know, it is a huge part of who I am. And for those of us who are minorities, a lot of times we find ourselves trying to cover, um, to assimilate to being more quote unquote American, although I am an American. And when you go into a profession that looks primarily different than you do, you, you know, kind of try to follow their lead and act the way that they do. And then you end up acting like somebody who's not you. And, you know, I've got to a point where I don't, I don't want to be that way. I am very much Latina. I'm very proud of being Latina, of, of speaking my two languages. Of, and, and, you know, and I think about, I haven't really had many mentors. Um, and I think about like, who's out there doing great things? You know, is there a Latina out there doing great things? A hygienist Latina? There, there isn't. There isn't somebody who I'm like, that's who I want to be like, right. you know? Um, I think about, you know, like the Katrina Sanders and she's so amazing, right? But there is not a Katrina Sanders for Latinos in dentistry. You know, I want that for us. Well, I think there is one and I think it's you. I really do. Um, <laughs> because I, I, you're on your way. I mean, you are on your way. It, it, until you um, own that, Amber, it doesn't feel real and it doesn't really spread the message. So you are owning it. (laughs) I've seen it. You you light up, you just lit up like a, you know, you just lit up just now um, thinking about it and, and you should embrace your, your, your heritage. And it is wonderful. I am so impressed. I mean, I speak one language. I took four years of French. I can't speak a lick of French. (laughs) And, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, I just admire anybody that can, you know, grow up in that atmosphere and you know the socioeconomic atmosphere that you grew up in because Carla and I were talking about I mean we had a great I mean she was telling me about how she grew up as a child and and she's risen above it you know and 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 I can't even I couldn't even relate to it 
until she yeah. started to re- I well, until she was telling me it was it was it was difficult to hear. And yet I'm so proud of her for where she is now, where you are now. And and just again, because um, her mom doesn't speak English as well. Yeah. And so that's just like and and, and was, she was so brave at the wedding. Her mom came and she was so lovely. And I can imagine mm-hmm. the fear. She'd fly in across the country, meet all the Duffies and um, and not speaking the language, but she had a blast and we were so happy to have her. But, you know, that is not the norm sometimes, right? Yeah. And we just have to open that all up and you're doing it. You're, you're opening it up saying, here I am, I am authentic. And we want you to, you know, we want to love people for who they are authentic, their authentic yeah. self, right? Yeah, and, and I agree. I think, I mean, the other point to that is caring for our community. Um, you know, there isn't really a course out there that I've seen about caring for Hispanics or the Latin community in dentistry, yet we're the largest minority ethnical group. Um, and there are c- cultural considerations for us to consider. And from an ethical standpoint, you want to provide better care. You want to provide culturally competent care, right? Because that leads to better outcomes and less medical errors. But also from like an economic standpoint, from money, I know money is important, right? Right. Um, Building relationships with your patients, understanding your patients is going to lead to more case acceptance. And that's going to mean more money for you and your practice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you don't care about the principles, okay, well, you know, care about the money. And the money means that if you understand us and you care for us better, we're going to, you know, you're going to get our business. Um, And that's important too, because we are a big group. Yes. And, and also the trickle down, I mean, also caring for the adults that are coming in. Right. And so the children, this is a whole, this is something that we have to educate. It's a whole thing because, you know, if we can get them to understand the the care of children, because I, I, this is another thing. I hope Carla doesn't mind if I'm speaking of her. I love her. I love her so much, but she didn't even have a toothbrush when she was growing up. Yeah. I can tell you my story. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us your story, Amber, tell us your story. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I grew up first generation Mexican American. I'll tell you about my parents. And I provide a course on culturally competent care for the Latin community. But my parents were really poor. My dad, um, I think what makes me so sad about like him being sick now is that he's worked his entire life to now just be sick. He was abandoned at eight years old. And at eight years old, he was in the streets of Mexico working for food. And so I think about all those things about how my dad had to work for food at eight years old. And my mom had one underwear, one, like one underwear she would wash every day, you know, and at 15 had to go to the big city to find work. She didn't go to school. They didn't go to school. They didn't know anything about just general education, much less oral health. Right. And so asking if my parents had floss when they were kids, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> no, my parents didn't even know that was floss was a thing. I didn't know that floss was a thing until I was an adult. And I didn't know how to properly floss until I went to hygiene school. Um, but because of that, because my parents, because of their ignorance, um, I didn't receive dental care until I was an adult. Uh, I had a lot of problems. Obviously, you know, I wasn't told to brush and floss. I had a toothbrush. There was toothbrushes, but I don't know that there was one like designated to me. Right. Um, and we definitely didn't have floss. So the first time I went to a dentist, I was like 13. And it was because I was in pain. Um, so I had holes in 19 and 30 and, um, my mom took me to the dentist and the dentist told her I need a root canal, which my parents couldn't afford. So instead my mom took me home and she grounded up clothes and I would stick them in the hole of my tooth. 
And then I would try to sleep away the pain. And that was pretty much it until I became an adult. Um, and then those teeth had to be extracted because I, I never got the care that I needed. And then at 15, I went to dentist again um, because my mom, you know, wanting the best for me, asked her community, the people that she knows, like, hey, Amber has really crooked teeth. I know that her smile is a concern to her. Like, what can we do? And my cousin told my mom that the reason I had crooked teeth was because I had too many teeth. I needed to take some of them out. Oh, so my mom took me to Mexico. Yeah. My mom took me to Mexico and for 200 pesos, which would be $20, they extracted my permanent maxillary canines. Wow. Um, and that was the only like actual dental care that I received as, as a minor. I didn't receive any education. And I asked my mom, you know, did nobody tell you like, okay, here is this child who maybe can't afford the care, but let's educate them on brushing, on flossing, on fluoride, on, on nutritional counseling. And my mom says, well, in that time, they didn't educate you. And that's not true. I'm not that old. <laughs> they were educating, right? Um, and I think that there are resources available to people and are, we just don't know, right? That's right. Who's educating? And I am a U.S. citizen, um, U.S. born American citizen. And there is dental clinics in my area that provide care, provide care to people who are low income. And those resources weren't offered to me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that those things are okay. I think we need to provide those resources. I think we need to educate. I think that dentist who extracted my teeth should have told my mom, don't do that, you know? Um, so I didn't go to a dentist until I was an adult. Um, at 17, I became a teen mom. And because I was low income, I qualified for Medicaid. And that's how I got care. And they had to do, I've had all the things, the root canals, crowns, fillings, extractions, pretty sure some perio treatment. Um, so yeah, I've had, I've had everything, but it wasn't until I was an adult and was able to get care for myself that that finally was able to happen. My parents were never able to afford. I agree that we need to educate at all ages. Um, we assume that as children, we received education. So as adults, they don't need to be educated. They just choosing not to care for their mouth. That's not true. Um, right. we like, there was never a, a children's book that was given to me, um, about brushing and flossing in Spanish. If I had received that, my mom would have read it to me. Um, but we didn't. And, and, so, and now we have one and now we have <laughs> one. I mean, it's just so, so beautiful. Yeah. Your book is, I love your book. I mean, I, I, we, you know, it's, it's on Amazon, right? We can get yeah. it on Amazon. It's going to be a bestseller. I, is it, I probably yeah. always is a bestseller. Um, <laughs> And it needs to get in everyone's hands. I mean, that's the other thing when you think about it, Amber, you are the first person that has stepped forward to represent the Latino community. That's unbelievable at your young age. So, you know, we've picked you, you've <laughs> stepped up and then you're going to bring hard. them all along. I, I, I can't even, well, I know I can't even imagine what your walk has been other than your story now. And then also what made, what struck me, Amber, is that not only, you know, you got your care in bits and pieces, but it's also, that's the kind of history that lends itself to long lasting lifetime, expensive dental care. Yeah. Right. So and fears and fears. Yeah. I mean, because if you start taking care of your teeth, when you're young, you, you don't have to have that first filling that first extraction, then the implant, then the root yeah. canal, then the, it's just goes, it's just a, it's a cycle. Um, so I think what you're doing 
starting with this children's book. That was something on your heart, but I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's huge right now. And I, I do want to make sure that everybody goes to Amazon to get that book. And those are, that's another thing that we could do is get the book and then donate it, um, you know, to yeah. your community. And that's people need to know about that. Um, because not, that was the other thing that Carla was saying that her mom was in the dental office, but didn't understand. They didn't understand her exactly. and she didn't understand them. And the yes. fear that I can't even imagine what that's like, um, to have somebody come in and all of a sudden you wake up and you, you don't have your teeth or you don't have all the teeth that you went into, right. They just, it's right. It needs to, it needs to stop. That needs to stop. And it's all comes with education and somebody stepping up to do it and take, taking that role. So I think a couple of things, um, about the book. So our book is not-for-profit we don't make any money, money off of it whatever money we do make off of it which is like two dollars from amazon goes to funding community outreach events so our purpose really is to educate people to provide care to people um if you are an organization or a group or a person who wants to buy books for children um i will gladly order those at bulk price for our author pricing so you don't have to pay the amazon fees um if your idea is to donate those to children because really that's 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 our goal um, and I agree about providing culturally competent care and speaking to somebody in their language. My mom got COVID um, a few months ago and it was really tough on her. She had really high blood pressure and she wasn't telling me really the severity of it because she knew that I would force her to go to the doctor and she didn't want to go. Um, and my sister told me afterwards that one night she was like crying on the floor uh, in the fetal position, just like really upset, not because she was afraid of dying, she was afraid of having to go to the hospital, that we wouldn't be able to go with her, that we wouldn't be able to go to and advocate for her, that she can't speak the language. There wouldn't be a provider who could speak her language. They would intubate her and then she would have no voice. She, wow. she wants to be heard. She deserves to be heard. Yes. Um, it's just those layers that we don't even think of, right? We take for granted because we speak this language. And, you know, the reality is that while my mom maybe could make an attempt, a better attempt to speak Spanish and English, it's been difficult for her, you know, um, it just hasn't been as easy for her to learn the language. She, she tries, you know, she can order uh, McDonald's for my kids or Chick-fil-A for my kids you yeah. know, in English, <laughs> but she has a hard time learning. Just like it's, I have a hard time really speaking. I speak Spanish and I speak in it well enough, but it's still hard for me because I don't speak it day to day. The same thing. My mom, you know, she takes care of the kids and she takes care of the grandchildren. Who would she speak to in English? Yes. Um, so it's just been difficult for her. Yet that doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve care. That doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve the same amount of respect and care that we would get, that we would want for ourselves or for our parents. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with all those things. Yeah, I do. And it, 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 it always, it reminds me, I, I bring up my principles that do so often, but the principle of to whom much is given, much is expected, right? So, I mean, you're kind of in this position where you grew up, you're, you're smart, talented, um, connected. I mean, you're on the advisory board for the largest dental hygiene magazine in the world, right? I would say, and you've really risen above. So again, I love your, your mode and, and your idea of bringing other Latino young men and women to yes. our profession, helping them succeed, showing them that they can have a great career. And it doesn't just have to be, you know, in the clinical at the, the typical clinical as atmosphere, it can right. be inside, outside, and they can make a difference like you, you, you need to build an army 
And 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 then we then we all work together because you, you know I don't look at you as somebody that's not just like me. Honestly, I know that's yeah. not that's not cool probably because I've had um, you know um, opportunities that you haven't had be just because I grew up again in a, in a, you know, white family in Dayton, Ohio with, you know, college educated parents. I mean, so I, I, I have a lot on my shoulders. I have to continue to give back and do what I can to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to have health. It's not that difficult if you start young and it shouldn't yeah. be that difficult if you're in pain and you don't want to, and, and we know as hygienists, the prevention is everything. So you know, there, there's a lot that we can do and, and how, how can we, how can we help you as a, as a community of dues and women in dentistry that are, are here to empower and inspire? I mean, I mean, I appreciate you just having me on and sharing the message that, you know, it is about unity, about caring for all. I, I do, I care for all my patients. I, I, I work in public health. I care for all, all races equally. Yes. Um, I do want to bring a voice to that community because I don't think that there isn't somebody out there doing that. Um, so care for your patient, taking culturally competent courses, um, hopefully that supporting other Latin people. I, I want to do want to clarify, I say Latino and Latina a lot, but there are people who don't identify as male or female. Um, so for the Latinx or the Latine, uh, um, just Latin in general, um, for all of them, for all people in Latin, um, invite those people to, you know, speak at your conferences or write. I'll tell you that, you know, before I started doing all these things that I do, I look at the stages and look yeah. to see somebody who looks like me. I would look through the magazines. I wouldn't even read the articles. I would just look to see, is there somebody in here of color? And a lot of time there wouldn't be. Um, and so then I thought like, then I need to go do that, right? Like I need to go and put myself there so there can be some representation. Um, I'm not gonna blame others for that. I think it's harder for some people though to, to do the things that I do. I am very brave and strong. I've gone through a lot of things in my life. I, like I said, I was a teen mom. I suffered abuse throughout my life, not from my parents. They've, they've been amazing. Um, I have a son who has autism. You know, I was I have two, I had two boys by the time I was 18 years old. Wow. You know, I've had, I've had an entire life. Right. Um, and I've been blessed through, through that life. I'm now my dad's um, medical power of attorney while he goes through cancer. So yeah, I have, I have a lot of things. And those things have been such a blessing in my life because they've made me a really strong person. Um, and now I'm able to grow out these things and not be as scared of, of doing the things. You know, I, I think sometimes we, we cover, we pretend to be other people because we want to fit in. And now I'm to the point where I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I think if God had me go through these situations, it was for a reason. Um, and I think it's, that's why he gave me this voice, right? Yes, but that's not as easy for some people. And so if you see a Latin person, you see a potential in them, support them, support women. I, I mean, I, I love women and I love Latin people. Um, so then I especially love Latinas, but you know, I love what you're doing with your group. Um, so supporting us in any way, you know, just mentioning our names, saying our names. I've had, I've had that too, where people won't say my name because they're, it's too hard. <laughs> and my oh, name's not that hard. No, <laughs> you know, no. Say your names. Not. Say you, you know what? You can say it incorrectly, and that's okay too. Um, yeah, take courses on how to better care for your Latin community, um, and be open to growing. Uh, 
you know, we're going to make mistakes. Um, and even to those who have refused to say my name, I don't, I, I'm not bothered by them. I don't think that that is their fault that they didn't know any better, right? So then let me educate you and tell you that it's okay for you to incorrectly say my name as long as you try to say my name. Yes. Um, oh, that's a lovely, I love that. I, I think that's, that's, that's so important. It's just a little thing. I mean, to me, it's, it's a big thing, but it's a little thing in a sense that it's so easy. Yeah. Just don't, yeah. be, don't let us know. See, that's that you're educating me also. I mean, I love that. Um, say your, say and my name. I think I it's, love that. it's important because for those of us who are minorities and there aren't that many of us out there in dentistry doing the big things, um, when we are doing those things, we want our name to be heard because that is either the first time that's happened or because a lot of these experiences for me are the first times for me, right? Um, but also for my people. And so saying our names is, is important, is really significant to us. Um, so please say my name, um, refer to me as the Latina RDH uh, because I want to bring the Latinidad being vocally, vocal representation is important. Um, because we do Latinos, Latin people, Latinxes, we look differently. Um, people assume that we are only tan. We are not. Um, we are black. We have Afro Latinos. We and my book has different representations in the book as well to represent that. But we are also light skinned. We are. We also have natives. Um, so we look all different ways. So I think it's important for us to have vocal representation, um, to have us show up, to have all the arrays, and understand that we look differently. Um, we are not all the same. We come from twenty different countries. Um, we don't all speak Spanish. Brazilians speak Portuguese, um, and some of us speak Spanglish, <laughs> English, and Spanish, and not fully one <laughs> language or the other. And that is okay too. Um, yeah, just be open and receptive to to the our to our message and to including us and inviting us and saying our names. And you know what? It's your time. It is your time because I think we're looking for that. I think it's kind of the whole com the whole country for I can speak for the United States has been woke in the fact that yes, I started do because I didn't see any women on yeah. the uh, on the docket for a big speaking event and that got me so riled up. It was eighty five yeah. percent men, but then you think about if you break that down, then you then you have uh, you know there's there's ten women and then you look at who they are. We mm -hmm. need to represent everyone and especially yeah. po your population. And I, you know, that is, is so big, it is yeah. so underserved. And so if you're listening out there and you're Latino, reach out to Amber, join, yes. I mean, let's join your army and I'm, I'm in it too. I'm in your army. I'm, gonna, yes. I'm, I'm here to pick, you know, lift you up and grab your hand and grab your, your, your friend's hands and. I, that because it's the only way that we're going to make a difference, Amber, isn't it? I mean, we you're called and you know it. This is your calling and you were chosen. And so I am behind you a hundred percent. And thank if, you. If there's that is so good that we can do for from you for a do because you're a do. All everyone, everyone's welcome at our table. And um, you know, we're we'll work on this together. You know, this has been enlightening for me today. Um, honestly, I it's it just makes me feel so humble and I feel your vulnerability. I, I really do. And just your need and your want to help all these beautiful, I, I think of the kids and the teenagers, especially, I just, you know, they need your help yes. and it's, 
helpful when they see people that look like them that speak their language. It, yeah. You know, um, and- my patients. Yeah. So I provide portable hygiene services. So our clinic doesn't look like a traditional clinic. And our patients are so appreciative. They don't ever complain about how things sometimes are hard and difficult. And sometimes it's hot, depending on the building that we're in, you know, they're appreciative of receiving care, but they're mostly appreciative. I think about the education, but me taking the time to talk to them in their language and, but also in a way they understand is also important. So I started doing these videos on Instagram, um, one minute reels on Spanish for the dental professional, just like basic things that you can say, how you can say it. Um, I started doing some like OHI videos that maybe you can show your patients if that makes it easier for you. Um, You can find me at at the Latina RDH. But I did one yesterday on how to ask your patient to swallow. And it was less than a minute long. And basically I said, don't use the word tragar. Like don't ask your patient to tragar. Even though if you Google translate, it'll tell you tragar. Because it's in slang, traga, it also means slut. So if you're telling somebody to traga, you're telling them to like be a slut, you know? Oh oh my goodness. It could be offensive, right? And you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that. Um, And so then I said, you know, instead say, puedes pasar tu saliva, pasa tu saliva. And then I break it down and I give the pronunciation for those words. Um, and so learning these things is important because you don't want to offend your patient, right? And you would take it, that would take the whole moment away from you when you're trying to educate your patient and then you say something offensive like that without meaning, right? That's not right. your fault. Um, and we wouldn't want to do that. We're caregivers too. We want to do our very best. I mean, those are things, again, this is so cool. I mean, because, and I'm glad, I'm so glad you're, you're getting on this, on the center stage. You need to be on that center stage. Cause again, when you think of the, the population, and the little nuances just it's it's like a, yeah. a little shift in, in our delivery that we can make a whole difference for that person in that moment and and it's just one person at a time is really how we touch people in in dentistry right i mean we have we we care and we have one person at a time so um that's cool i'll have to check <laughs> that out now yeah um i'm going to probably butcher it a bit but i'll that's do okay. my very, i do my best at least i'm trying right i mean i think that that's the care yes I had a hygienist contact me yesterday. She says she sings to her children, to the children at the school she goes to. Um, she sings an English song. She's like, but I want to be singing to them in Spanish. So now I'm going to try and translate her little song to Spanish. I was like, wow, man, I love that so much. You know, it's the effort. It's the trying. Like, that's what we need. We need people to try. The not trying is was not okay because eventually we hope that we'll be completely confident, right? Right. But if nothing else, we need to start somewhere. Um, so making little attempts to learning, I did a video on how to say, hi, I'm your dental hygienist. You can wow. learn that and, you know, and you can say it to all your patients and they would love that. And that would make them just open up to you, trust you more, make them feel more comfortable. You might not be able to give them the entire appointment in Spanish or in their language, but just something simple like, hi, you know, yo soy Amber, yo soy tu higienista. That's all. Oh my gosh. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm going to practice that. I'm going to go get your, I'm going to get your video. I'm going to go back and look at your reels. Tell us again, how to get those reels. Cause I mean, say it really slow. Cause I'm like, okay. I know. I know <laughs> I'm, it's on Instagram. Okay. At, so you know the app at the Latina RDH. Okay. Yeah. T G Latina L A T I N A R D H. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, you are something very special. You are someone very special. The oh, Latino you. RDH. You are too. Yeah. We're just, well, together, 
right? Together yeah. we'll do, we'll do our thing. And I love to. It's been wonderful seeing you on, on Wednesdays. I, you know, it's just been a lovely, a lovely journey and we'll just keep it going. So that's the neat yeah. thing about do is we support each other and I support you a hundred percent. And I know you, so and sweet. look at you, you support me. So support all of us. So together, together, yes, let's change. Together. Let's just, let's just keep changing the world. Okay. We'll just do that, Amber. And we let's ask you to, yeah. to join us, join Amber join, join me, join the dues, join the Latinos. Uh, are, what, what's your, what we got to get a name for your, your tribe. What you got to do. I know. Um, I, so my book is under the publisher Latin RDH. Oh, um, so okay. I think that's probably what it'll be. So it's like gender neutral. Okay. Um, so I hope to do something for that. You got to figure out all the things. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Hey, there's a lot of lanes that you're going to be opening up pretty soon. So if you need any help with that, you know, let us know because we'd love to help you um, to, to do that. And I can see, I can actually see, you know, some events going on and let's get some more, you know, because you think about dental hygiene, especially and assisting it's, it, it's a pretty great program and it's a great program for anyone. And they, a lot yeah. of times they don't even think that they're even um, in the running for something like that. And I think our schools need to be looking at that to have more diversity in the schools and because the energy, the, 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 the love of your community, that's, what's going to make a difference. I think you bring a really great point because I was an educator. I was an hygiene educator, but I was also a high school teacher. I taught uh, healthcare science. Okay. So you had two, you two boys before you were 18 and then you're a high school teacher and an educator. If you people that are listening to this, I was, yeah, I became a team mom. Then I was in an abusive marriage um, where my husband was physically and emotionally abusive to me. Then I left him. Then I went to hygiene school. Um, then I started to work and do public outreach work, community outreach work. Not part of my job, just me individually. I've done like 40 over the last eight years. Um, then I became, so I was doing temp work. Then I became a high school teacher teaching healthcare science and dental assisting after school to students in Title I schools in the school district that I went to which is a low income school district, primarily um, Latinos and blacks um, and teaching them how to get a trade because I didn't have somebody to teach me like what to do. And I, I became a dental assistant early on. Um, then I was recruited by my alma mater to teach at my alma mater. So I taught at UT, uh, the University of Texas School of Dentistry at Houston. I became clinic coordinator. And then I was recruited by this nonprofit to become the dental director there. And that's what I, that's my, my, my jobs, my official jobs. That's, those have been my official jobs. Uh, but then I do, you know, all the other things like speaking and writing and. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no one's going to stop you. No one is going to stop you. So if you get on, you know, get on your, on your I've train. I've been very blessed. You've I've been, been very blessed. Well, we've been blessed to know you. Good friends, good dental community, good family. I'm very, very blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you give a lot, you give a lot and it's nice that you're getting some, some things back, but you know, you've got a lot of work to do. So uh, yes, take your vitamins, get your balance, right. Do, yeah. do your thing. And then uh, we join you and cheering you on. So thank you, Amber. How else can we get a hold of you? Um, so we've got your uh, yeah. Instagram. How else? Um, you can email me at am lovatos. I'm, my name is Lovatos, but I'm okay with Lovatos. L O V A T O S at gmail.com. Um, I have a website called dentalhygienespark.com. Um, and I, I'm developing latinrdh.com, but don't go there because it's kind of blank right now. Okay. At some point, there will be things on there. Um, but yeah, I think Instagram or Facebook. 
or email is probably the best way to contact me. Um, and more to come. And more yeah, to yeah. come. And get that book, y'all, from yes, Amazon. Yes, please get Mas por Vida. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you for this time today, Amber. We love you so much. <laughs> and um, looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday and uh, yes. chatting a little bit more. And uh, we love you all. And most importantly, everyone, keep doing you. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye. Thanks, Amber. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.